Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 245 6000 That's one 800 245 6000 Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Hello, America, and happy Monday. Jeez, it's the start of the week. It's already raining big news. That's right. Lots of different things today. Republicans moving closer to a deal in the House on at least getting a one-month extension of government spending, maybe some cutouts to save money for you, the taxpayer, but also a deal that would avoid a shutdown. That's playing out in there. Meanwhile, in the U.S. District Court here in Washington, D.C., a big, big story. Cash Patel sued several members of the Justice Department, including the FBI director and the former Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, alleging that they violated his civil rights when they took his phone records as a congressional investigator for Devin Nunes exposing the Russiagate wrongdoing. This is a very big case in Washington federal court. A lot of big names named, like I said, Ray and Rosenstein, among the most famous names in there. And we're going to have cash in a few minutes. He's going to go over why he filed this lawsuit and what it means for the future of the civil rights. And also it's being done in the shadows of a debate about whether the FBI's FISA warrant authorities are going to get renewed. That is a very big issue. We're going to talk to Cash in a few seconds. In L.A., a heinous, heinous ambush shooting of a deputy sheriff shot dead in cold blood, targeted killing. Uh, there is an arrest in that uh, case today, a uh, cold-blooded killer. Let's find out more details. You can go to justinnews.com or the Justin News apps in the Apple and Android source to learn more about that. Now, one story in the second half of the uh, podcast, we're going to bring on Texas State Representative Steve Toth. He is one of the few Republicans that very early on voted against the impeachment of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton been on the show many times, uh, had many of the big lawsuits against the Biden administration that won, particularly on energy issues. But Toth was against it from the beginning, saying there's all sizzle and no stake here, that these are lots of allegations that have no merit. He was laughed off. Most of his Republican colleagues in the Texas House voted against him and, of course, voted against Ken Paxton. Then the case went to the trial and the actual evidence got aired in a trial before the United States, before the Texas Senate, in a case that was presided over by the lieutenant governor of Texas, a guy named Dan Patrick. And at the end of the day, Ken Paxton was acquitted handily, 
handily acquitted after witness after witness after witness had to admit they had no evidence to substantiate their allegations. Some of the witnesses had to admit they had a beef with Paxton and as employees or ex-employees of the office. Well, a stunning setback for a large part of the Republican Party that went after one of its own and failed. Well, State Representative Steve Toth is going to explain the whole dynamic and why what happened there, much like what's happening with Donald Trump's poll numbers after four consecutive indictments from Democratic prosecutors, why the American voters, the Texas voters, are sending a very loud message to the establishment in these two locales, Washington, D.C., and in Texas. So we'll have that in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about a story I broke this morning. You can check out all the documents that are sitting there on uh, the Justin News website. A retired supervisor, a guy named Tim Tebow, a name that's kind of been muddied up in Washington. Senator Grassley particularly has been upset with Tebow. Tebow dropped a shocker on the House Judiciary Committee last week when he gave his transcribed interview. He said that his office, the Washington Field Office, had opened up an, a second informant on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. So not the informant that gave the 1023 bribery allegation from Ukraine, but a second informant, someone who was politically connected. And he authorized a new 1023 form going to Delaware to the investigators working for a U.S. attorney, David Weiss. And then the FBI agents in the Delaware case called him and said, shut it down, shut off this informant, stop collecting information about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden from this informant. Now, based on my reporting, we believe the informant might have been Peter Schweitzer, the great author and conservative journalist, the head of the Government Accountability Institute. Schweitzer said the FBI did come to him, ask for his cooperation. He did because he thought he had some evidence of criminality. But here is the big um, thing. T-Boat said there was no basis to shut this down. Quote, it shocked me a bit because I'm the purpose of a confidential informant is to support a case. He was really taken aback by this effort to shut down an avenue of information that could have assisted the FBI in its pursuit of Hunter Biden, in its pursuit of Joe Biden and his family. A second informant now confirmed a second avenue or third avenue or fourth avenue, depending how you count it, of Joe Biden family investigations getting shut down the entire Details are in the story, the headline of which is FBI received evidence from second informant in Biden case, but shut him down. Ex-agent testifies. And again, that quote, I just want to read this. Tim Tebow, someone that's even been criticized by Republicans, very clearly stated, it shocked me a bit because the purpose of a confidential informant is to support a case. So why shut him down? Well, read all that, and uh, we're going to have more developments on that front with Tebow and some of the other whistleblowers later this week. But go check that story out. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Cash Patel is going to explain why he just sued the FBI Director Chris Ray, the former Deputy Attorney General, the Justice Department, for what he says was an illegal search of his phone data while he was a congressional investigator investigating those agencies. We'll have that right after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, 
add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I know this morning you woke up and you probably saw this news alert on Just the News. Cash Patel has sued the FBI Director Chris Wray and former Trump DOJ officials for targeting his personal records. Remember, Cash Patel was right alongside of House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes uncovering the Russia collusion case. And in the middle of that, the very agencies that he was investigating, the Justice Department and FBI, they went and got his personal email information, I'm not making this up, from his congressional investigation. Joining us right now, the man who filed this landmark lawsuit today, Cash Patel. Cash, good to have you back on. John, thanks so much for having me on, and thanks so much for your journalistic integrity and willing to report the truth. There's just not many outlets doing it anymore. Well, this was an amazing thing. When you when you first learned from Apple, I guess it was, that your your iCloud information had been taken, uh, I thought, no way, there's no chance that they're going to go after a congressional investigator in the middle of an investigation in which he's investigating their contact, and I was wrong again. This was pretty remarkable, and you've done a little bit of work. You've named a bunch of defendants. Um, you're fighting this for more than just you, right? This is about the, the integrity and the separation of powers between Congress and justice. The executive branch can spy every time Congress is doing something. We don't have a separation of powers. What motivated this? It was just that. I don't think I could put it any better than that. It's not about me. And when guys like Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray lie to your face, and remember, this was five years ago. We only found out a few months ago. The DOJ didn't tell us. And Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray sat me and Devin Nunes down in this gift and threatened to investigate us in January of 2018, I believe it was the year, knowing full well that they had launched the investigation three months earlier, thanks to the subpoenas we received, uh, notification we received from Google. And that's the only one we know that's public. And as a former federal prosecutor, you know you don't just go after one set of uh, data, you get everything. And so I want the world, you know, back then it was also partially still unbelievable. But John, if you and I look at the, the landscape of the world now in retrospect, it's almost expected. And, and as a former prosecutor, you just want DOJ to get back to doing the business of the American people 
And it looks like you're just going to have to kick them in the face until they do it. It is remarkable. And you know, it's funny because it, you've been on our show before and you you told this anecdote way before we learned about the subpoena of your records, where you're sitting in a meeting with the then Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, a guy who I think when history looks back, it did not have a very great stewardship of the Justice Department. Um, and he was threatening to subpoena you while you're sitting there trying to do oversight with the House Intelligence Committee. Was that the maybe the warning sign in the back of your head? You're like, man, I better keep an eye on that. That might be something up. Well, at the time, that, that move in and of itself was so shocking that a, that a deputy, essentially the attorney general, the whole Russiagate investigation, would threaten the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and his senior staffers because we were uncovering corruption that preceded them. And what we would learn later is they were in on the corruption cover-up. That's why they threatened us. It wasn't a lie. They, of course, went out and leaked to the media that Oh, these guys are these guys are lying when they say DOJ and FBI lied to a FISA court. We now all know that's true. Oh, no, that's right. In fact, a man has pleaded guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and Rod Rosenstein signed the most corrupt, fraudulent FISA warrant himself against a sitting United States president, which was rescinded by the FISA court. That almost never happens. That shows you how audacious and courageous our investigation was, confirmed by Durham and seventy-seven other reports. And now when we look back at it, people are just going to be like, oh, well, what's the next news cycle? But that's not it. We have to fight to restore these agencies and departments to the American people. And I'm willing to go to federal court for them. And I know it's going to be a long shot because they're going to come at us with everything they got. But the story is worth doing just alone. So people know they politicize and weaponize justice for vengeance. Your opening of your complaint, I think, gets at a bigger trend line. I mean, you are the most one of the most serious episodes in recent history that we can document of the government spying on its own citizen. But, you know, there was a moment back in the 2015-16 timeframe where John Brennan's CIA was spying on Senator Dianne Feinstein when they were doing oversight of the CIA. But you talk about the post-Patriot Act world and the fact that the government has been repeatedly exposed for spying on its own people. It's a very powerful statement, but it's very true, right? Just a few months ago, between the time when you got your notification that you had been spied on, there was this revelation from the FISA court that there was like 270 or 280,000 instances where FBI rifled through the phone records of Americans without having the proper authority, without following the procedures, without having a lawful reason to do it. Spying on the American people by its government is actually a very real threat now, isn't it? You're right. And that 278,000 by, was by the same director, Christopher Ray, who was a named defendant in my lawsuit in one year. Every one of those searches is unlawful. As a former national security prosecutor who used FISA and the FISC and these national surveillance tools, we never misabuse them in this fashion, in this unlawful fashion. And the FBI is doubling down. This is what DOJ and FBI do. Their senior most intel guy went to Capitol Hill just last month and was asked about the 278,000 queries, and he said it was accidentally unintentional. What does that mean? <laughs> that was his quote. I mean, that is pure D.C. government cheese. And we have to break through that because... Sounds like a Saturday thing, Night Live it. reaction, but it's actually a real statement from someone. Yeah. But it's Pfizer's up, 702's up for renewal, and Congress is going to have a very difficult time accepting a renewal when these abuses and, and laws are continuing to be broken on a daily basis. You know, you have a lot of law and, and lit, uh, very specific information in here about what is wrong and what the legal arguments are. But you also tell a story here, a story of Congress trying to unravel a misdeed by the executive branch and then itself 
getting targeted because, well, it had stumbled onto the wrongdoing. It was exposing the wrongdoing. And <laughs> one of the great moments, and I love to go back, and one of my favorite, when I get depressed some days, and, you know, because the incoming is constant when you're writing stories about Hunter Biden or, you know, you get depressed some days and you go back and you take a look at January, February of 2018, how there were two memos that were released simultaneously, one by Devin Nunes, it's called the Nunes Memo that you helped write with your great team and the people you were working with underneath the chairman at the time, and then the one that Adam Schiff wrote. And the media (laughs) all put their money down on Adam Schiff's memo, and they completely impugned your memo. And now, five years later, whether it's the uh, FBI's own internal investigation, the Inspector General, uh, John Durham, and all the different things, 100 to 1, 1,000 to 1, the me- the Nunes memo was right and and, and the uh, uh, Schiff memo was wrong, Adam Schiff's memo. Um, the There has been a, a third party in all of this um, false reporting and all of this, and that's the news media. The news media kept putting money down on one. They kept picking winners and losers, and it turns out they picked as their winners the losers, the people who actually were wrong, Christopher Steele and, and, and Adam Schiff. Do you see in the last few months a, a subtle shift in the media, maybe starting to realize, uh-oh, we've been wrong so much. We better start getting on the right side of this. I say this because on Friday, the, the the Washington Post fact checker, out of the blue, published a fact check saying, oh, wait, wait, uh, that whole story we told you about Joe Biden and firing the prosecutor, it's not quite true. And they cite just the news and they say they changed the story to now Joe Biden actually called an audible on the plane to Ukraine. And that's when he decided to withhold the billion dollars to fire the prosecutor, completely opposite of what they've been telling us for four years. Is there a moment now where you're beginning to see the legacy media understand it got these things really wrong and make maybe make small adjustments towards the truth? John, I wish I wish it were so. Um, I really do. But the reality is, as, I, as one of the themes I point out in my book, Government Gangsters, is there are no coincidences in government. And when you have a Washington Post story break like that, it just reminds me of every other episode. They coordinated their strikes together, whether it was Russiagate, like you just talked about, January 6th, impeachment one, impeachment two, uh, Charmella and the cover-up, or whether they're talking about you know, Donald Trump and DOJ and Joe Biden's treatment. They are coordinating, and they are not looking to report the truth. They are looking to get their relevancy back and their bottom line back. And they are also looking to remove Joe Biden. That's right. The Democrats want him out. And that is why David Ignatius and other people are now calling for the thunderous applause that Joe Biden has done. But let's let's retire him. And that's not a coincidence. You are so good. We want to get you out of office. That's basically their argument, right? Yeah. But Thanks for retiring, yeah. Trump. You did what you needed to. Please it's like telling that. Tom Brady after a second Super Bowl, you should retire now. I mean, who would tell Tom Brady that? for the pay? They wouldn't. It is kind of crazy. And you know what? You were on my show three months ago before any one of these statements were made. And you predicted this very thing, that the news media was going to turn on Joe Biden. And and you called that one on the money. What made you think that that was where this was headed? Because even so, the one thing I've learned is, you know, Democrats aren't stupid. They're vindictive, evil, vicious, and they coordinate. And look what they've done to our country, our justice system and the media. And you knew they were coming for an inept commander in chief, but they would do it in such a way where they would have the Republicans sideline him by having him impeached and forcing him to pardon his son, Hunter Biden. There's no way the FBI and DOJ has not leaked information about what is actually going to come down the pike on Hunter Biden and possibly Joe Biden himself on the bribery and fraud stuff. And so what they're trying to do is build momentum to have him. Look, they do this every time, whether it's Joe Biden, Russiagate, 
attacking the DOJ or FBI. People say, how dare you? And then we prove them yet again, day in and day out, how they're breaking the law, whether it's FISA or what have you. And that's just, unfortunately, it's not even hard to predict. It's just they, their playbook is out in the open. I, you know, we used to call it the deep state, but we got to come up with a new name for it. It's just the overt deep state. They're out there. They're flaunting and flailing in public, and they have no care in the world about reprisals because this government's not going to do anything, and the mainstream media is going to cover up for them. It is that has been the problem, right? If if the media had played the independent arbiter's role that it's supposed to play, a lot of these false narratives would never have gotten to the crescendo level that they were. We would never have gone through three years of the Russia collusion. And I know this because I had FBI people telling me in real time. I mean, going back to October, November sixteenth, saying there's nothing there, John. I wouldn't I don't don't go drilling there. I, we, no, we don't think there's not. much there. <laughs> yeah, and yet for three yeah. years we went through it. And I watched all my colleagues and like. I, there was a moment uh, where I called the FBI back because a, a CNN reporter said, oh, they revived this case about the, um, the the Alpha Bank server. Everybody knows that famous fake story. And, I, you know, they said, we talked to FBI sources today who said they've revived the investigation. I called my FBI guy back. By the way, senior enough that there was no one really hired to go to. He's like, nah, that's just not true. You mean they didn't talk to you? No. So um, uh, it, the media has been so complicit in this and and I think this lawsuit is is not only an uh, a an effort to bring to account those in government that went after your records, but to remind everybody that those guys and the media have been in cahoots on a lot of these stories that misled us in in so many ways. I want to ask one last question: for the longest time, particularly during the Bush years, the the news media seemed to be. Um, really concerned about the invasion of privacy. And I was in that group. I did a lot of the early reporting at the Washington Post on national security letters and how they were abused by the FBI. Um, uh, and so they were always on the side of liberty. And then all of a sudden in the Trump era, I can't find any evidence that they're concerned by all these continuing abuses. <laughs> uh, has anyone reached out to you in the mainstream media since we, I think we broke the story back in February, right? When you got your notification, maybe it was even earlier than that. Um, any mainstream media go and say, hey, Cash, I'm really concerned about it. I want to write about this. Have, have you heard from the Washington Post, the New York Times, the ACLU, <laughs> anyone like that? No, but I'll tell you what, John, they're going to hear from me because I'm going to depose every single one of them because I know for a fact Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray and his team of unlawful miscreants at DOJ and FBI were leaking to the Washington Post and the New York Times and the mainstream media during Russiagate. We've got the proof. Now we're going to show the American world the receipts. That's the purpose of this lawsuit. We're going to depose every single one of these people and make it public. We're going to show how you pointed out poignantly that there is no deep state without the fake news mafia. And we have to correct them in the public sector. And this lawsuit is at the intersection of government gangsters and the fake news. And it's not a right wing conspiracy. And my fight is to restore both, if possible, at least somewhat, because I still think this country has a chance. Um, but it's going to be a fight. And that's the whole point of the lawsuit. I bet you they'll start writing about it tomorrow, saying that the lawsuit is uh, all made up and brought out by some Trump loyalist ally. But the funny thing is, I've only done one thing my entire career, reported the truth, dug for the fact and put that out there. This lawsuit's no different. And then when the chips fall where they may, I'm fine with that. But when they rig the system and lie about it, I won't tolerate it. And I will see Rod Rosenstein and Chris Ray and his and their acolytes in court to challenge me on this federal lawsuit for violating my constitutional rights and unlawfully searching my private records and personnel.
matters. It's pretty remarkable. And it'll be very interesting to see what the referral, what was the trigger for looking at this, who made the complaint. Be very interesting to see if Democrats were behind that complaint, which would be another example of the of the, uh, the weaponization, the political weaponization of these things. Uh, folks, if you want to check out the story, it's on justthenews.com. Uh, Madeline Hubbard did a good job. And we have a copy of the lawsuit in there. Read the lawsuit. It, beyond its you know legal complaint, which it's a very legitimate legal complaint, it's a really good narrative of how we got to this moment of a government spying on its own people, uh, often without any basis whatsoever. And I think that uh, Cash's lawsuit really steps back a little bit and reminds us all of this isn't America. This is what the Soviets and the Banana Republicans do, not what we want to do in our country. It's a very powerful document. Cash, great to have you in the show today. We're going to be watching this close closely. And also the House Judiciary Committee opened up an investigation on this. So two avenues where we can maybe learn some new information in the future. Well, John, thanks so much as always. And I got to give a shout out to the Banal Law Group and Jesse Banal and company. Fantastic. Hardworking guy, right? Yeah. Thanks so much for putting this together. These guys are just our courageous legal warriors. We need more of them. Well, we're going to be watching this one. I have a funny feeling when it gets to discovery, uh, if it does, that's going to be a major, major moment for us to learn a lot more truth that we've been denied for, well, five years now. So, uh, Cash, thanks so much. We'll get you back on soon. I think you might even be on the TV show. So we'll be talking again, hopefully, later today. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, John. Thanks, my friend. God bless. Wow, what an interview with Cash Patel. Folks, don't go anywhere when we come back. State Representative Steve Toth from Texas is going to walk us through the entire impeachment drama that ended with the acquittal of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton over the weekend. Very dramatic stuff. We'll have that in just a few minutes. First, though, a quick reminder. We have an incredible group of advertisers partners, and one of them is Birch Gold Group. They are there to help you survive this very turbulent time in the economy, very turbulent time in the stock markets. The markets have been really unstable. The dollar has been seemingly weak. You've got other countries talking about creating an alternate currency to the United States as a standard bearer of international transactions. Well, our friends at Birch Gold Group, they give you an opportunity to bring gold into your portfolio, to hedge your bets, particularly an area that I didn't know you can bring gold into, your retirements. If you have a qualified 401k or IRA, you can convert that to an IRA in gold. And if you want to find out how to do that, it's very simple. Text the word Just News to 989898. One more time, Just News to 989898. And you'll get expert help from people like Philip Patrick, a good friend who comes on this show often. We'll have all of that in the next few weeks. So let's keep an eye on that. I'm sure we'll get Philip back on shortly to have a conversation. All right. We're going to be back in a few minutes with State Representative Steve Toth after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today 
and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As you know from the weekend coverage on Just the News, a really major trial in Texas ended in acquittal for Attorney General Paxton. He's been on the show many, many times over the last several years. Ken Paxton has. The Senate acquitted him after a trial in which the allegations were repeatedly exposed for really having no merit, no basis, no evidence to back up claims that, in some cases, disgruntled workers made against the attorney general. Pretty amazing that it would get all the way through a trial uh, before it'd be resolved. Well, one of our next guests was on the front lines of this extraordinary battle. He was very concerned about the impeachment from the beginning, voted against it in the state house, uh, and then, of course, saw it end in acquittal in Senate joining us right now from the great state of Texas, State Representative Steve Toth. Sir, good to have you on. John, great, great to be with you. You very early on saw the limitations and weaknesses and problems with this case. You were one of the few that voted against the original articles. What stood out right in the beginning, and why did you see so many problems that other members in your chamber just seemed to look past? And, and that's the rightful thing to say is that they look past. They they just ignored them. It's not like they didn't understand. It's not like they didn't know. But, John, it, it really opens up just how really bad the Republican Party can be and that we're willing to absolutely ignore <clears throat> all the evidence, all the facts that the swamp creatures in Austin, Texas, we, we have the ninth largest economy in the world, right? And so... As a result, you know, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz would would refer to this as the Washington cartel. Well, we have the Austin cartel and they're fully in control. And the, the top sergeant, the top man, the top general, I should say, is Karl Rove. And uh, he and the Bush family have controlled the Republican Party in Texas for years. And they have lined up against Ken for years. And when you look at all the accusations there were four and a half hours of testimony. It was based on hearsay upon hearsay upon hearsay with no, John, no evidence, none whatsoever. It literally was gossip. It wasn't evidence. Purely, yeah, yeah. From disgruntled employees that weren't allowed to have their way. And, and, uh, and but anyways, you know, my issue up front was I, I thought, you know, man, with all the smoke, there must be some fire somewhere. But at the end of the day, what they were doing was completely illegal. They, they took no sworn testimony. 
and allowed no evidence to be presented to members of the House. And I'm like, I can't, I've got to, just on the, on, the, on the grounds of process, I've got to vote no on this. Um, because every time that there has been an impeachment in the state of Texas, th- there has been a very strict process that has been followed where witness, witnesses were sworn in, evidence was logged, and it was a, literally a two-week-long trial in the Texas House. We didn't do that. <clears throat> it, it's really remarkable that it got this far. And I think for most Americans or even most Texans, because that really this was a national story, even though it was a Texas matter, you know, you hear the first thing, oh, it must be serious. And oh, the Republicans are impeaching their own Republican attorney general. And it really isn't until you get to the Senate where you really realize the limitations that the trial really exposed the limitations of the evidence and the hearsay nature of it, the sort of gossipy nature of it, the motive of maybe some of these witnesses that were making these claims. Is it shocking that it would get all the way to a trial before that? And also, how do you feel the Senate ultimately dealt with the matter? I was so impressed with the lieutenant governor and his fairness and his attention to detail. It, it was very transparent. It was handled really, really well. Um, what was egregious was to see Baggert and Matier, these were the two ringleaders that that um, brought all this crap forward, that w- what they're doing is they're leading daily gossip sessions in the, ca- in, um, in the attorney general's office. And, um, you know, all it takes is one disgruntled leader in your organization whether it's a business, whether it's a government agency, whether it's a church, doesn't matter what it is, to breed seed, uh, to I'm sorry, to plant seeds of discontentment and unrest, and um, that's exactly what they did. It was pathetic. Yeah, it really is remarkable. Now, since this moment, since the acquittal, there's been a lot of action. Obviously. General Paxton gets restored to his rightful elected position. So he's back in there. He's ready to get working. There is, and you took a lead on this, and I think actually President Trump even endorsed your idea that it's time to take a look at the House Speaker in Texas. Dade Phelan drove this entire process. I mean, I, he comes out perhaps looking the worst in the trial because of the fact that the the, the the real flimsiness of the evidence was so exposed there. What's been the reaction to your call to have Speaker Dade Phelan step down? You know, there, there's this thing called Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, you know, you you um, you um, <laughs> you you start to believe that the person holding you captive that has a that has a knife to your neck is actually your friend, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of these House members, um, you, you know, they feel they're afraid of them. They're just I honestly believe that they're just afraid of them, and um, they better start fearing voters rather than fearing Dade feeling. And uh, or else they're going to get swept out of office. We, there was a scandal in the 70s. It was in the state of Texas. It was um, the Sharpstown scandal in 1970. Well, in, in the 1971 session, I think there were like 75 state reps that got turned out of office because of it. The next biggest turnover was 2013, my, my, uh, my freshman year. And we had 41 freshmen. And I think that we absolutely could see that again um, 
this in yeah in the 2024 elections for the 2289th legislative session it's a lot of people are going to be turned out and rightfully so they deserve to pay pay the price yeah that that is a remarkable moment there is this phenomenon obviously general paxton comes out of this much stronger now he's got a, the moral authority to lead because he's been acquitted people talk about well, he'll, he'll move on to other office at some point Donald Trump faced four indictments. He's more popular now. It seems as though the American people can deduct what these two cases or, or these two different processes have been better than maybe the politicians in the middle of it who were pressing it. Is there a failure of the Republicans in Texas and the Democrats in Washington to appreciate that everyday voters are going to figure out what happens and there, there's a dangerous boomerang here? Yeah, hard to say. <clears throat> But here, here's really what this comes down to. There's a civil war in the Republican Party right now in Texas. It's not, it's not between moderate voters and conservative voters. Because I'm, I'm just, and it's not between grassroots Republicans and establishment Republicans. Because I am telling you, at the Republican women's luncheons that I've gone to, which is predominantly establishment Republican voters or, or women, these women were solidly on Ken Paxton's side and have been like, man, thank you so much for voting against the impeachment. You know, but what this is really, truly about, it's, it's about, it's really, truly about the Austin cartel against, against the grassroots um, office holders like Ken Paxton and Steve Toth and Sid Miller. Um, it's, they're, they're going after guys like us that are hardcore conservatives, that when we run on something, we say something, we believe it. We don't, you know, <laughs> we don't run for office and say, we're gonna, we, we, we believe in X, Y, and Z. And then once they get to Austin, we say, well, it's really more complicated than that. That's why I didn't vote the way I would have liked. I would have loved to have voted that way, but it's really complicated. And you just, you just don't understand you voters, you, the great unwashed, you guys just don't we're get so it. We're so much smarter than you, right? That's yeah, the, exactly. That yeah, that always comes around to bite politicians. I, I've, I've been covering politics for 35 years, and that sentiment, which is, by the way, very common in Washington, too, it always comes around to bite the uh, the elitists who, who hold it. The, Amer the American people and the Texas citizenry are so much smarter than I think its leaders gave them or their leaders gave them. It's insulting. It is so insulting, John. Yeah. You could see that in the reaction on Saturday and Sunday. There was a, there was a, oh my God, why'd you put us through this sort of moment in the everyday electorate of Texas? And I, I think in the country, this this uh, case captured the the national attention. Um, what is the best thing for Ken Paxton to do next? I mean, obviously he wants to get back and and continue to pursue the litigation. I thought there was a very gracious comment by the governor saying what a good record Paxton had racked up until that point. The governor sort of uh, was very quiet until after the election. Where, how does he end up in this as well? You know, I think it's a push for Governor Abbott. I think Dan Patrick soars in the eyes of, of Republican voters. I think Ken Paxton, the same thing that happened, Trump ha will happen with Paxton, meaning Republican voters saw just incredibly unjust. I mean, I, I think even more so now because he came through it. You know, Trump's still on the other side of this thing. Ken came through it after a full-blown trial. And I think in some ways, Repu I, I think Trump voters across the United States are going to point to what happened in Texas. And they're going to say, see, this is the same BS um, against Ken Paxson as against Donald Trump. 
were on the other side of it. We saw just how trumped up these charges were against against Ken, and he came through with flying colors. It was all it was all found out to be you know BS, and it's the same BS against Donald Trump. I, I I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it because you know you you hear Asa Hutchinson, swamp creature that he is, that is saying, "Wow, Donald Trump only has 52 percent support from the Republicans." And uh, who has 52% support from Republicans when you've been in office for four years? Well, Asa, let me tell you something. The reality is that when you've got four indictments against you and you've got a bunch of people saying, well, I'd like to support the president, but he's under indictment. I just don't know. But if you ask those same people, if would you support Trump if he wasn't under indictment? Hell yes, I would. I absolutely would. And so Trump's support is a whole lot higher than people people think it is. And DeSantis is, look, I like the guy. And frankly, if Donald Trump dropped out, I would support DeSantis over any of these other individuals. Um, but, you know, he's coming to Texas this this week and he's going to be campaigning with Dave Phelan. And if, if <laughs> you know, he may come up with some money. Not a good optic. He may come up with some money from Texas, but I'm telling you, he is just, he is destroying his chances with Republican voters by campaign with Dade Phelan right now. Obviously, the Bush era of Texas loomed long and large, but is this one of the death knells for the uh, the Bush era? Is there a different leadership of the party coming forward? It absolutely is. They're done. They're just so, so damn done. That's my sense of it. If you're going to shoot and kill the king and you miss. You better, yeah. You tend to lose big, and, and this could be that moment. Mr. Representative, you have you are really on the early edge of this. And I think, you know, it takes a lot of courage to come out and call out the evidence when other when the whole pack is going in the other direction. You you yourself get vindicated in a really large way with the outcome of this trial. What's next for you? What do you want to do next? What do you want to try to do to heal this divide in Texas or to at least resolve this divide in Texas? I, I think that you've got to you've got to um just absolutely have an unwavering commitment to the truth. I think that there are going to be a select few that um, you have to make room for, that that um, um, you, you've got to help them find their way back home, and we've got to bring our party together to start fighting Democrats. And we, we've got to say very clearly, if the Democrats can stick together like glue through thick and thin, then so too do the Republicans. We've got to stick together through thick and thin and even sin. And uh, we've got to be a party that's unified and gracious. Um, these, these hypocrites that were calling out Ken for what happened in his marriage a few years ago, um, I, I'm sick of people like that. I'm just absolutely sick of them. And that they use, they use that as the excuse to go after Ken when the reality is that, you know, I, I just... I'm a marriage and family life pastor. I'm a recovering Baptist. And, you know, I have nothing but, but admiration and respect for couples that, that, um, whose marriage was on its deathbed and they found a way to forgive and love each other in a way that honors God and, and, um, and, uh, honors their family and their family commitment. And, um, that's Ken and Angela. I just, I love those guys and I'm so thankful for them and all that God's doing through their lives. 
Well, Representative, a lot of people looked at what you did and said, hey, that is what courage looks like. I, I, I was always watching this at the end, particularly after the acquittal. It reminded me of a story that George H.W. Bush told me right after he lost the election to Ronald Reagan, the primary election 80, and then Ronald Reagan picked him as his vice president. And a future president, President Bush 41, said that he asked Reagan if he had any advice. And he said to Reagan, said back to him, George, if you ever pull the pin on a hand grenade when you're in our foxhole, for God's sake, throw it on the other guys. And I think what you just said about Republicans stopping to shoot each other, focus on their rival is probably some well-placed advice, even at this moment in history. Yep. Amen. Well, what a great hour to have you on the show today. We're going to be watching closely in the next few weeks as all the fallout lands in Texas. But a great honor to have you on, sir. John, thanks for thanks for being a beacon of truth here in a really screwed up time. Well, it's funny how the facts are stubborn, right? The facts came out, the evidence in the trial, and people can see the truth. Uh, facts are that stubborn thing that we all need more of. So a great honor to have you on, sir. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and ZPAC. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mic. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. All right, folks, thanks for tuning into the Monday edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to Cash Patel, to State Representative Steve Toth in Texas for two provocative interviews. I think he brought you up to speed on two very big cases, the two places where 
actions and allegations and investigations have boomeranged from the accused to those who were the accusers. Cash Patel with his phone records, now on the Justice Department. Ken Paxton now with the Republicans in his own state that accused them and lost in the trial because they had no real basic evidence. That was the problem. Uh, very lucky to have both of those men on the show today. And of course, if you want to check out Birch Gold and look at opportunities to bring gold into your retirement savings strategy, into your investment strategy, just text the word Just News to 989898 and they'll get your free info kit, get you started on all the learnings you need to have to make a wise investment of bringing gold into your portfolio, particularly your retirement portfolio. A lot of people didn't know that. All right, folks, we'll be back with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just News tomorrow on Tuesday. Should have some more scoops and great interviews. In the meantime, be sure to check out the justinnews.com website, all the breaking news and headlines. And of course, check out my show, Just the News, No Noise with Amanda Head on Real America's Voice, 6 o'clock every Monday through Friday on Real America's Voice. And also, be sure to download the Just the News app from the Apple and Android stores. we got great smartphone apps, great tablet apps. Go download them. It's a great way to experience Just the News. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, God bless you and have a great night. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor Advise Fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider.